welcome. Thank you for joining us here at ICGC Caris Temple Podcast. Pastor Prince Nyako is the head pastor of ICGC Caris Temple, serving under the leadership of Dr. Mentor Otabel. Pastor Prince is a dynamic preacher of God's unadulterated word, characterized with a strong prophetic insight and prayer ministry. He is a strong advocate for discipline and order in the body of Christ, with messages centered on fasting, holiness, prayer, and integrity. And now, to today's message. Disappearing in this atmosphere right now. Emmanuel. Strange diseases to cut short your life are disappearing this morning. Diseases in your kidneys are disappearing this morning as you call that name. Diseases in your liver is disappearing this morning. Lift your voice and sing. Emmanuel. Tumors hiding in your body are disappearing in this atmosphere. Diseases, congenital diseases, nervous system disorders disappears now. Thank you, Lord. Give the Lord a clap of example. So I'm teaching this morning. I'm doing a serious teaching this morning. And I pray that you will be blessed as you listen. I'm teaching on the subject justification. Justification. Matthew chapter 5, verse 48. Emmanuel. Emmanuel. What a name. Emmanuel. Your name be praised. Sometimes God can do things that blows our minds. And God would blow your mind in the month of March. Be ye perfect, be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. A subversion. You must be perfect just as your father in heaven is perfect. Please listen to this message. Pay attention. Write and type what you have to type. And make sure you don't fall asleep because the, the, the distraction of the current church is that when the Bible is being taught, they sleep. But when a prophet is jumping and screaming, they don't sleep. So please pay attention because this defines the Christian. So pay attention to the teaching of um, justification. It's one of the doctrines of the Christian faith. And when you understand it, you will stand well in the Lord Jesus Christ. So I read the scripture again. You must be perfect just as your father in heaven 
is perfect. If the gauge for righteousness is absolutely perfection in the works of a man and in the flesh of a man, then there is no hope for humanity. If this perfection that God is speaking of is dependent on the perfect actions of a man, then humanity is hopeless. The people in the days of Jesus, when they were listening to what Jesus was saying, you know, they had something in their mind. They had a standard in their mind. They have seen the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the scribes live a life of perfection. And in a sense, the Pharisees lived a kind of perfection. They lived by rules and laws. They knew the laws of Moses from back to back. They could quote, if you have to be a Pharisee, you must be able to quote all the laws of Moses back to back without punctuational errors. And out of the laws that God gave to Moses, the Pharisees broke it down into over 6,000 laws. And they observed all. Even the way you cut your hair as a priest is determined. The way you walk, the kind of dress you wear, the way you talk, the way your face should be when you are fasting. And there were about 6,000 laws and no man could meet it. Someone say justification. It is one of the strongest doctrine of the church. But most of the times when, when teachings are being done on justification, the people that are taught don't follow up with follow up messages. So you are going to hear a message and if you don't take care, you will live here thinking that any kind of life you live is okay. But it is because you don't follow up with other teachings and other sermons. But today I want to settle a matter in your heart. Because sometimes when you don't know who you are and what God has done for you and what Jesus the price he paid for you, you cannot live a life of appreciation to him. You cannot live a life that brings honor to him because you actually don't know what he has done for you. A wife will be in appreciation to the husband because the husband made her a missus from a miss. Are you here? So when you know what your car does for you, you will maintain the car. You will pay attention to the car. Jesus did something remarkable for the Christian that if you get to know, you will love to live your life in honor and appreciation for what he has done for you. Now, just take a look at what Paul said about himself as a Pharisee. Philippians chapter 3 verse 5 to 6. Philippians chapter 3 verse 5 to 6. He said, I was circumcised when I was a week old. Yes, you must, you must be circumcised on the eighth day. But now we, 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 
I am an Israelite by birth. Look, this is how a Pharisee talks. I am a, an Israelite by birth of the tribe of Benjamin, a pure-blooded Hebrew. As far as keeping the Jewish law is concerned, I was a Pharisee. Verses. And I was so zealous that I persecuted the church. As far as a person can be righteous by obeying the commands of the law, I was without fault. So that is the description of a Pharisee then. So if you are living with people like that, when they talk about, when Jesus mentions be perfect as your father is perfect, your mind, the standard of the Pharisee will be your standard of perfection. Somebody say, praise the Lord. The Pharisees fasted. They fasted. They prayed. They abstained from questionable practices. They abstained from immorality, which are all good. But it's for another sermon. But I'm teaching on justification, so I will not jump the line. I want to hit it hard. The next time I hit the other one hard. The next one is the cost of discipleship. But today I'm talking about justification. Which is the difference between Christianity and other religions. Most of the other religions, you come in the picture of a Pharisee. You don't do this, you don't do this, you don't do this, you don't do this, then you are so so and so. But in Christ, Christ works from our inside out. So without Christ, all these things you would do, it would be meaningless before the Lord. So the Pharisees fasted long hours, they prayed long hours, they memorized scriptures, they paid their tithe, they gave their offerings, they gave alms to the poor, they knew the scriptures, they followed the rigid law with all obedience. Yet Jesus said to them in Matthew chapter 5 verse 20, now listen, Jesus blew their mind. 5.20. Look at the scripture well. I told you that I have described the life of a Pharisee to you. And now when Jesus was talking to them about perfection, he hit the nail hard with the scripture. He said, I tell you then that you will be able to enter the kingdom of heaven only if you are more faithful than the teachers of the law and the Pharisees in doing what God requires. Give me the KJV. He said, For I say unto you that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees, ye shall no case enter into the kingdom of the Lord. If you were there, how would you feel? Because your standard is that of the Pharisees. Now Jesus is saying, I came to break down the standard. What you think is perfection, I'm going to tell you that you need to go beyond. So where else? Somebody say, where else? Say, where else? If the man is fasting long, if the man is living a holy life, if the man does not drink, if the man does not fornicate, if the man knows all the scriptures, if the man is obeying all the laws rigidly, is that not a man we should follow? But Jesus said, except your righteousness goes beyond this one. So where else? What again? Somebody asks, what again? Say, oh God, what again? 
What other standard is more beautiful than that? But Jesus said, except your righteousness, the righteousness you have goes beyond that one. So that picture I showed you about the Pharisee is a good man. In this society we have, when people are giving alms to the poor, they say, yeah, he's a good man. This is what God said we should do. God, heaven is not for good people. Heaven is for believers. Heaven is not for good people. Heaven is for believers. People who have been justified. That's what I'm teaching on the doctrine of justification. Don't think that you can be good and go to heaven. No. Yeah, so heaven is not for good people. Heaven is for believers. Heaven is for those who have been saved and justified. I'm teaching. Now, do you remember the story about the rich ruler in the Bible? There was a story in the Bible. We, we cap the parable of the rich ruler. Matthew chapter 19, verse 16 to 23. So this was a young Pharisee who is rich and powerful and felt that he has obeyed all the laws and he had an encounter with Jesus. So let's look at the story. Amen. A soft version so that I can run it. Once a man came to Jesus, teacher, he asked, what good thing must I do to receive eternal life? Why do you ask me concerning what is good? Answered Jesus. There is only one who is good. Keep the commandment if you want to enter life. 18. What commandment he asked? Jesus answered. Do not commit murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not accuse anyone falsely. Respect your father and respect your mother. And love your neighbor. As yourself. Jesus was actually quoting the laws in the Mosaic law back to the Pharisee. Please follow the teaching. Today I'm teaching. So just follow. I have obeyed all these commandments. The Pharisee said. The young man replied. What else do I need to do? Even the Pharisee is expecting something high. <laughs> Even the one that is fulfilling all is expecting what? There should be something else. There should be something. If, if fasting is what will take us to heaven, we will never go to heaven. Because some of you, you can't fast. You don't fast. You can't fast. If they say 12 o'clock, you break at 10. If they say 6 p.m., you break at 1. You can't fast. And if even you can fast 24 hours, the way they are, you want to fast 48 hours. You want to fast more and more. But these things are not that which saves a man. Are you here? Jesus said to him, if you want to be perfect, go and sell all you have and give the money to the poor and you will have riches in heaven. Then come back and follow me. Verse 22. When the young man heard this, he went away sad because he was very rich. Jesus then said to his disciples, 
I assure you, it will be very hard for rich people to enter the kingdom of heaven. I was reading this to someone and he said, ah, Jesus should have tested him. He would have passed. And I said, young man, you don't have anything. You don't, you don't have anything. That your mobile phone, that the screen is cracked. You don't have anything. But this man, he felt he has obeyed all the laws. But the requirement that should take him into eternal life, he was not ready for it. He didn't have it. So if God is blessing you, and you are in wealth or you are seeing something that makes you societally accepted, it, it will not be the reason why God will accept you. Yeah. Doing good to orphans, they will not take you to heaven. Giving money to the poor will not take you to heaven. Going to do adoyer will not take you to heaven. You are not justified by being kind to the poor. No, no. Because anybody, anybody, they give them power and they destroy their lives. And some of the conditions for them to maintain is to give the money to the poor. And as they give the money to the poor, they take the glory of the poor people. So giving of arms does not take anybody to heaven. I repeat. The disciples then asked Jesus, who then can be saved? Because if this man has obeyed all these things, and you are saying it's, it will be difficult for rich people to go to heaven, then Jack, Master, who can be saved? And Jesus looked at them. And that was where Jesus opened our eyes to the doctrine of justification. See, what I'm teaching you is what you have always missed. Some of you have just gone to church all your life. You don't know what is Christianity. It's just because you are not in the mocks you say you're a Christian. It's just because you grew up in a house that they went to church so you think you're a Christian. This is the strength of Christianity. That's what I'm teaching you today. Matthew chapter 19 verse 26. He said, Jesus looked straight at them and answered, this is impossible for human beings, but for God, everything is possible. Say, with God, everything is possible. Salvation is impossible for sinful humanity. Write it down. Salvation is impossible for sinful humanity. No man, no man has the capacity. No man has the resources. No man has the gift to save himself. No human being born of a woman has the ability to save himself. No works of a man can save him from sin. Man cannot save himself by any means he deploys. Please, are you following? 
Listen, you cannot atone for your sins. There is nothing you have that can pay for the sins you've committed, you will commit, you are committing to God. No man can believe even in God without the influence of God. That means no man can come to the Father except by the influence of the Spirit. So even believing in Jesus Christ, it takes the help of God. So you are saved not because you wanted to be saved. You are saved because the Spirit of the Lord moved over your heart and convicted you and you give your life to Christ. I thought you were clapping. Because if we saved ourselves, we will be full of boastings and braggings. I went to fast for 40 days and then I became saved. I went to do this and I became saved. I went to bath in the river and I became saved. No. No. No pastor's anointing oil can save you. No man. The righteousness that gives joy to our souls and, and gives joy to a man is the righteousness that God imputes on the man. Is that righteousness that God imputes. If we have to work out our righteousness, then Jesus didn't need to die. Then Jesus didn't need to come to the earth then we should have worked out our righteousness. So the more good you do, the more you go to heaven. That is not the standard of Christianity. That is not. Some people believe that the more good you do, the more God will create a place for you in heaven. It is not our scripture. So it's not like on the day of judgment, God is going to do good one, good two, Good three, bad one, bad two, bad three, bad four. Good three minus four, minus one, hell. Now, that is not the kingdom we belong to. Are you here? That is not. Some people, this is how their own is. Our own, our righteousness is that which God imputes on us. Philippians chapter 3 verse 9. And be completely united with him. I no longer have a righteousness of my own. The kind that is gained by obeying the law. I now have the righteousness that is given through faith in Christ. So the righteousness given. Not, not you manufactured. It is there. If I take my phone and I give it to you, you didn't manufacture it. You didn't have it. I gave it to you. So it's a gift from me to you. So he said his righteousness that he has now, you can say even my righteousness, but in reference to the father, that righteousness was given to you by God. Okay? 
The righteousness that comes from God and is based on faith. Just imagine, you see, some of you have uncles who are rich and some uncles who are poor. Everybody's family, they are some. So stop looking at me some way. They are poor uncles. They are rich uncles. They are rich aunties. And they are poor aunties. Right now, every naming ceremony, everybody says a rich aunt. But he came there with nothing. Okay. <laughs> when, when, when they are introducing themselves, say, I am Rhoda, the rich auntie of... Why they, they, they didn't come with anything. <laughs> you see, so when, when you have a gift from someone, the worth of a gift is determined by who gave it to you. Okay, if God gave you his righteousness, there is no other righteousness that can ever be given to you that will be more valuable, more authentic, than the righteousness that God gave to you. Martin Luther was meditating on the perfect righteousness of God. He was almost like a Pharisee. He has done his best to live a good life. He confesses his sins as the least provocation. Like if he's driving and he did an unnecessary overtaking, he will start confessing. Father, forgive me for doing this bad thing. Oh, forgive me. He tried. He observed. The rules were too much. Do this, don't do this, do this. And he did everything. And the more you do, you see, human beings are insatiable. By the time you cut your hair like this, they'll say it is too short. Let it go up. Let it go up. It's too long. Bring it down. Bring it down. The way you even smile to someone, you didn't smile. Next time, let all the 32 come. The last time, it was only six. So, he realized that the thing was becoming confusing. So, he began to search the scriptures and began to meditate on the perfect righteousness. What will make you right before the Lord? So I was going to say something about rich aunties and rich uncles. You, see, you don't respect your uncles that are poor. When you see your uncles that are poor, you don't respect them. You put up some nasty behavior towards them. You don't recognize them. But sometimes they are the poor, the poor uncles are the power brokers. Without them, your marriage cannot come on. Without them, when you die, your body will not be buried. Yes. You will be disrespecting them. <laughs> if you are married and you have joined your spouse to be disrespecting his relatives, the day he dies or she dies, that's when you see the power brokers of her family. It's an old, wretched, poor uncle. You see all the great uncles will be sitting down. They can't say anything. That man comes. Yeah. It's a message. It's a message on its own. I will just continue. Let me, let me, let me, let me just still, Pastor, stay your justification, then let's go. The remedy for Martin Luther's wandering was the doctrine 
of justification by faith and not by works. By faith. Martin Luther came to the truth that God's righteousness revealed in the gospel is reckoned or imputed on a man instantly he believes in the name of Jesus. Your salvation is complete. When you are saved, you are saved. Jesus is not trying to pull you. He pulled you to himself and put his righteousness on you. So you are with Jesus. You are with him. If you're a Christian, you are, I want to tell you, you are with Christ. And Christ is with you. That is why we sang the song, Emmanuel, God with us. I thought you would clap. If, if you are in trouble and nobody comes to your aid, it's the worst moment of your life. But this Christ we believed in, he is always with us. Emmanuel. 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 Lift your right hand and wave to him if you believe what I just taught you. Your name be praised. Emmanuel. Emmanuel. Righteousness becomes the ground on which we stand perfect before Him. Let me give you a simple example in Scripture. One day, God demanded a sacrifice from Abraham. And uh, when they got to the place, He was ready to slaughter Isaac. But what happened? God, God did what? Provided a lamb for himself. Because there is no sacrifice of man that can meet his righteousness. So God himself gave a sacrifice of himself that will be worthy of his glory. So God wants us to stand before him blameless. Not a good animal. Not a good blood. Not a cow blood. Can atone for your sins. So God himself said, I need to shed my own blood. But how can a spirit die? have to come in the form of human being so that my blood which is superior to the blood of goats, sheep, cows my own blood will pay 
churches, these people, so that on no day can the devil come and say, this blood you used to save this brother was fake. So forever, oh Lord, when I purchase them, let the covenant of my blood be upon them. Yeah. So, you see, when you become a Christian, you have entered into royalty. You are precious. You are unique. You have been bought. No matter what happens to your body, your soul is secured in the name of the Lord Jesus. See, when you don't know these things, eh, you will not understand why you must move to discipleship. But when you understand that what Jesus did for you, look, there is no saved person who, can, who will be called in the realms of the spirit. And then the demons will say, this person's salvation is fake. No. So far as the blood saved you, you are secured in him. Unless you renounce him. You see, you renounce him. The same way you enter the kingdom is the same way you exit. Yeah. Yeah. The same way you enter the kingdom is the only way you exit. So the person can be saved. Justification is a verdict. It's a legal verdict and not necessarily a change of heart. The change of heart it comes in Romans chapter 12. But when you are justified, the way you think does not change. The vernacular you speak will not change. You are still you. If you are a Manchester lover, you will still be a Manchester lover. If you are a Liverpool lover, you will still be a Liverpool lover. I know they are playing today, 7.30. Those of you who don't have social lives. You don't know anything happening. One day I asked Francis, who and who is playing? Say, Pastor, me, I don't, I don't follow football. I say, what? Then by the time you are 75, we don't know what you'll be following. So Abraham had a sacrifice of his own. But God said no. This example I'm going to show is actually the example of what is to come. I, the father, Abraham, I will provide for myself a lamb, Jesus Christ, to purchase humanity from the world. I don't know who I'm talking to this morning. You may not look like a Christian. You may not look like a good person. God is not looking for your goodness. God is looking for a heart that will say, yes, Lord, this is me. This is me. Can you have me as your child? God will say, I've already had you. Come to me this morning. I'm talking to someone. I'm talking to someone. You are so precious to God. You had no idea of. That's why you are, com you, you are thinking of committing suicide. No matter how dirty you are, if you give your life to Jesus, he will take time to bath you. He will take time 
to remove you. He would take his time. If, if it would take 100 years, he would take his time. He will be with you to the end. He will not leave you when you fall in the fire. Even if you make a mistake, as you are going down into the fire, Jesus is also going down with you. He will work the way out because he is the way, the truth, and the life. I pray for somebody today that you will not stop following Jesus. You will not drop the faith because what God wants to do, it has not manifested Manifested yet. Give the Lord a shout of praise in the house. A shout of praise. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. I said the devil is a liar. We shall serve God to the end of time. Our shoes may be destroyed, but we will serve the Lord. Our hair may be destroyed, but we will serve the Lord. We will not have anything in our pocket, but we will serve the Lord. We may be naughty here and there, but we'll continue to serve the Lord until the day that we enter into full perfection. I pray in the name of Jesus that no matter the wound in your body, in your flesh, in your soul, may you not stop following God because he is the one that has the medicine he will apply the medicine he will take you just as you are and he will cure you he will heal you, he will empower you, he will turn you into a mighty army, you will go and fight for him and people will say is that not Akwesi? is that not Amma? you will say yes I joined the army of the Lord I was patient and the Lord worked on me, I pray in the name of Jesus that that brother that sister who wants to give up in life, look up and see Jesus. He's calling you to a place where he can use you and mend you and become a blessing to you and your family. Emmanuel Emmanuel I'm so, look, when, when it comes to the things of salvation, I'm so crazy about it because when Jesus meets you today, eh, the first thing he will check about you is not whether you have money or not, or whether you are sick in your body. Sick people will go to heaven. Yes. People who will die with cancer, they will go to heaven if they have Jesus. People who will go mad if they receive Christ before they went mad, they will go to heaven. People who died, if Christian Atu gave his life to Christ, no matter how he died, he left the body and left to heaven. You see, your soul is more precious to God than the size of your pocket. If Jesus met you today, he will not give you money. He will make sure that you are born again. He will make sure. He will make sure. He will make sure. He will make sure. The health and the wealth of a man does not determine whether he's born again or not. Yeah. Today, I'm preaching in an uncompleted building. But tomorrow, I will preach in a fully air-conditioned, fully decorated but, but all those decorations, eh, they don't mean anything. They don't mean anything. 
We will go for them. We will do them. In fact, we will make the church very cozy. Because we too, we are human beings. But there will still be discos and nightclubs which will have more nicer interior decor than our churches. But the Lord has not ordained those places as place of worship. One day the church was a pillar of stone. One day the church was a tent. And one day it became a tabernacle. And it became a temple. But all these faces, Jehovah was with the people of God. I don't know the face you are in. You may be a block in the Lord. The Lord is with you. You may be a tent in the Lord. The Lord is with you. You may be a tabernacle in the Lord. The Lord is with you. You may be a temple in the Lord. The Lord is with you. Somebody shout Emmanuel. Shout Emmanuel. Shout Emmanuel. God with us. Give the Lord a shout. Emmanuel. Come on. Look at Luke chapter 18, verse 9 to 14. I'm wrapping up. I have about 10. Jesus also told this parable to people who were sure of their own goodness and despised everybody else. Two men who went up to the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee, the other a task collector. The Pharisee stood apart by himself and prayed, I thank you God that I am not greedy, dishonest, or an adulterer like everybody else. I thank you that I am not like that tax collector over there. So there were two people praying. <laughs> So when you are coming to church and you meet a lady in very short skirt, nudity showing, I am not like this one, no. You didn't greet. You didn't ask, how are you? Maybe you are seated by someone, come to church. He doesn't look a Christian. So when I even say turn and tell your neighbor, God bless you. God bless you. Look at you. That Emmanuel says he's with you. Can you compare your stature with Jesus Christ? Can you? 
Can you compare your house with Jesus' house in heaven? And he says that I am, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Why are we so high-minded? Because we think that our righteousness, it is we that make. No! You are a Christian, not because of what you have done, but because of what he did on the cross for you and I. That is the first level. The first level. We must know this. You are not a Christian because your mother is a Christian or your father is a Christian. No. It's because Jesus justified it. So I fast two days a week and I give you one-tenth of all my earnings. But the tax collector stood at a distance and would not even raise his face to heaven. How many of you were in the service I was teaching about Matthew the tax collector? Hey. I've not taught it here. So, so where did I teach it? Was it a Tuesday service? I taught on Matthew the tax collector. It was a Tuesday service. Uh-huh. On Tuesday. Who watched it on, on Facebook? Hey. Emmanuel. <laughs> Emmanuel. In fact, God was here with me. I preached it alone. I, I, I told you something about Emmanuel, uh, Matthew. Tax collectors were wicked, criminals. They were like district heads. So they would give you like um, Sakumono. The government would be expecting you to bring about one million Ghana city every month. So now you have the right to increase, to charge anybody. So when you see a taxi coming, hey, stop, stop, stop. You don't have paracetamol in your car. Pack it. You're fine. 2,000 Ghana City. I don't have, I don't have. It'll be there. Government won't change it. Because he has a tax to bring 1 million Ghana City. So some of them even hire people. They employ people. And these tax collectors were not Romans. You have to know Bible. So that you stop quoting scriptures. They were not Romans. They were Jewish people. So it's like the Nigeria community in Ghana, okay? And then the tax collectors are Nigerians that have taken licenses from the government to, be, to, to collect tax from their people and bring to the government of Ghana. So these tax collectors were Jewish people, Hebrews, staying in Rome, ruled by the Romans. So they had that thing and they were cheating their own people. The Kalabula was against their own people. So their own people hated them. They didn't want to see them in the temple. The synagogues, no. Because you are our own people, you betrayed us. And you taxed us and they are very rich. They rode with the big guys of the Roman Empire. So this was the tax collector standing there. On the Onim, so a, or a synagogue. He knows he's a criminal. So what's the Pharisee is saying all those prayers. I pay tithe. That guy does not pay. On the ocean, the corner, doing one corner, quiet. He was not talking. He said, but the tax collector stood at a distance and would not even raise his, vo- his face to heaven, but beat his chest, his breast, and said, God, have pity. 
person. I tell you, there's no meal. Jesus is saying. And Jesus said, the tax collector and not the Pharisee was in the right with God when he went home. So the tax collector was justified because he didn't rely on his own righteousness. Church, your first call as a Christian is that God justified you by your faith in Christ Jesus. You are not being justified. You have been justified. Don't you clap? <laughs> Justification. Therefore, I preach from back to front. So now I've come to define what justification is. And that will end my teaching. Justification. Oh, did you clap? I didn't. Justification may be defined as an act of God whereby he imputes to a believing sinner the full and perfect righteousness of Christ. Forgiving the sinner of all unrighteousness. Declaring him or her perfectly righteous in the sight of God. And delivering the believer from all condemnations. Jesus Christ. Justification is equal to, to make it easy for you. Number one imputed righteousness of God number two forgiveness of sins number three a new standing with God a new standing before God and number four a reverser of God's judgment on a man the imputed righteousness of God the forgiveness of sins a new stand before the Lord and then the reverser of the wrath of God against you that is justification justification is a legal verdict write it down these are things you should write down I'm ending in five minutes Justification is a legal verdict. A legal verdict does not even show on the person physically. But it's something that has been said and that will be obeyed. Justification is a forensic reality that takes place in the court of heaven concerning a man. It's a forensic a DNA judgment. As you are walking, there is a voice on your life, touch not my anointed and do my prophet's no harm. As you are walking, the hand of God is on you because you have been justified. Justification has nothing to do with the kind of English you preach or you preach with. I hear some of the pastors on Facebook, 
and people are laughing at them, they are English, they are not. Ah. When you are listening to a man of God, close your ears on the grammar. Because grammar does not produce power. It's godliness that produces power. I thought you are clapping. So don't say, the pastor is saying, zero, two, zero, two, two, zero. No, no, no. Don't follow grammar. Because grammar produces no power. Speaking English to preach doesn't mean that you are a true man of God. Wearing suits and looking nice and looking intellectual doesn't mean that there are intellectual criminals. Criminals. I won't go there, but it, they are thieves, but they are intellectual thieves. Wherever your mind has taken you to, stay there. You are there at the right place. They are thieves and they are intellectual thieves. So being someone looking nice doesn't mean Jezebel is very beautiful. But she's a criminal. Are you here? So don't be listening. When you're listening to me, don't be marking my English. I didn't go to gay. If you want good English, I'll let my wife be preaching. She, she went to gay. She can preach. I've, I've written two books. They'll be coming out on my birthday. And she is my chief editor. And she'll change almost everything. I'm like, what is this? I went to St. Peter's. Leave our science alone and our math alone. We are math science and then, no, no, this sentence is too long it should be like this point I say hey mercy and then and then and then English say if you come to church maybe you are from Washington D.C. Las Vegas Georgia, Columbus Ohio and I'm speaking and then and God and you want to hear God and God I can't know I say God and when I say God, you can say it's G-A-U-G-D. By my own, it's G-O-D. God. You don't use grammar to mark. Like Moses wouldn't have been able to lead the people of Israel from Israel, from Egypt to the promised land. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So justification is an instantaneous change of one standing before God. Not a gradual transformation. No, that one is different. But justification is instant. I may be struggling with something, but I'm still a child of God. I'm a project in the hands of God. I'm, I'm being worked on. I'm being perfected. I'm being discipled. That's why you must submit yourself to leadership. The leadership of the spirit. The leadership of church leaders. The leadership of church structure. The leadership of the Holy Spirit. So that you can grow in this righteousness. Amen and amen. Amen, amen and amen. amen. Justification is not by a prophet. Don't let the prophet scare you. In the prophecy, you know, you take it. Because the person is prophet, so, so and so. And so what? If I don't pray for you, you will die. What nonsense. If I don't pray for you, you will die. How? No, it is, it is, it is wrong. So those of you who have tied your life to some prophet somewhere, you are in church, but your major voice is in some bush in Sunyane. It's somewhere. You can do consultation. He sent all the money to them. 
and you come and sit in an auditorium which is uncompleted. Those of you who do that, it's a shame to you. Yeah. They chop your money. I pray that they keep chopping your money. They chop you. Koto, 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 koto. Then you come and sit down. And if you don't know, you come and tell me. Hey, no, I'll first now this, I'll laugh at you. So, no. Justification is not by a pastor, an apostle, it's by Jesus Christ. And therefore, don't let anybody bring you under the yoke of their own justification. But as you're a child of God, you have been justified by the Lord Jesus Christ. Give the Lord a good clap offering. I want you to rise up on your feet and begin to pray. Christian, let me know you more. Let me know you more. Lift your two hands and pray. Ask the Lord, Lord, I want to know you more. Emmanuel, thank you, Lord. Pray, open your mouth and thank him. Thank him, thank him. Open your mouth, lift your voice and thank him that you are a Christian, you are a child of God, justified by him himself. Emmanuel, lift your voice and sing it to the Lord.
himself is so powerful. I saw a testimony last week and since till today I don't understand. I came to believe I came to believe that God is with us in this house. Yes. And those of you who were here on Tuesday you saw that little girl. I won't say it on mic. But I've come to believe that God is with us. He's with you. Don't be afraid. For them he foreknew. I thought you'd get the scripture. Romans chapter 8 or something. Verse 30 or something. Look for it. For them he foreknew. He called it. And them he called it. He justifies. And them that he justifies. He glorifies. You will go through the process. And you will come out where. Give the Lord a clap offering someone. Hallelujah. We're going to take our communion. Please, you can take your seat. Pray. The message you just listened to is from ICGC Karis Temple. To connect with us, you can like our page on Facebook at ICGC Karis Temple or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ICGC Karis. We would like to hear of how God is blessing you through this podcast. To support this podcast, please click on the profile button and click on support. Thank you and God richly bless you.